So the Soyuz is a good, I mean, if I would definitely prefer to ride, ride on the Soyuz than the space shuttle. Um, you have an escape system on the Soyuz. Oh, and then, of course, it, it, on re-entry, um, a capsule, a blunt body re-entry capsule, you, can be designed to be naturally stable. So that even if all the control systems fail, that it, you know, and you're just lights out dark, everything's, you know, you, you're, it's, it's naturally, it's like a shuttlecock. It's naturally stable on, on re-entry. Um, and you don't have to, you know, um, do anything there, and you can just manually pull the chutes or something like that. So, in fact, that's happened on a couple of Soyuz flights where they've had control system failures. If that had been the shuttle, it would have been curtains. Um, but because it's, the, because it's naturally stable, you don't have to worry about that. And then because you've got that blunt body re-entry, um, the heat shield is much more robust because uh, you've got this really big radius heat shield instead of these sharp radius wings. Um, so it's really much safer design. Um, and uh, I believe there's never been a, a fatality on the Soyuz, which has been going much longer than, this, than the, the shuttle. Made many, many more flights. So I don't like wings for things that go to space where there is no air. Let me correct a misconception. A, a, a blunt body, sort of a capsule, you know, gumdrop style thing, uh, is a controlled uh, landing. Um, in fact, uh, because you, have, you still have a lift vector, so you, you use offset center of mass to, to create a sort of a tilt in, in, the, in the capsule, and that actually creates a lift vector. Um, and that lift vector, it typically be a, a lift of a drag of 0.2 to 0.3, but that's plenty, plenty enough to, to steer you where you want to go. And in fact, even in Apollo, when they didn't have GPS, um, and they, uh, you know, they were really dealing with fairly, very primitive electronics, the, their landing accuracy was a one mile radius. And of course, if you can get much better than that with GPS and all that other stuff. In fact, the only error is uh, the wind drift. Um, that's the only. That's really the only meaningful error. And if you um, if you have if you do a steerable chutes um, uh, or put some like little like a little propeller that popped out or something like that, um, you could you could drop the capsule on the numbers on the runway, uh, just like you could drop just like a parachutist can can steer their their flight down to a very accurate uh, location, um, and then you could, you know, sort of, I think you just sort of like flare it uh, just before you go to the bottom, just like a parachutist, and there you are. Well, Mars is the only place where we could really um, create a self-sustaining civilization of, of on, a, on a planet scale. If you look at the you know, various planets, we've got um, Mercury's too close to the sun. I mean, the the, the rocks melt on Mercury, and then and then Venus is still pretty pretty hot, uh, it's several hundred degrees. Uh, and it's high, and the atmosphere is high pressure, and it's acidic. So Venus would be very challenging. Um, and then uh, Mars, uh, obviously, is, is on the other side of Earth, and it's uh, it's it's colder than Earth, but it's it's uh, the, the temperature on Mars actually gets above room temperature on Earth on a hot day in the summer. Um, and we, you could warm Mars up over time with greenhouse gases and kind of the opposite of what we're doing on Earth. Mars's atmosphere is, is primarily carbon dioxide, which shows you how long, I mean, it's been there for four billion years, shows you how long carbon dioxide lasts. It's, so when, when I started SpaceX, it was actually, uh, I thought the most likely outcome was that we would fail. Um, in fact, I thought that was really very likely that, that SpaceX would fail. Um, so uh, it wasn't really with the expectation of success that I started the company, obviously. Um, the, the, but, but what gave me a clue that we could make a significant breakthrough was looking at the, uh, the, the cost of a rocket. And instead of looking at it uh, with reference to 
what other rockets had cost in the past, I said, okay, well, what is a rocket made of? What are the material constituents? Um, what, what metals, you know, carbon fiber, what, 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 what are the various materials that constitute a rocket? And if you had a pile of those materials arrayed before you and you could wave a magic wand, what would that rocket cost to build? Um, and that is a remarkably small number. Um, you know, it was maybe a few percent or one or two percent of what rockets actually cost. So clearly people were doing something silly in um, how they were putting those materials together. Um, and so just by eliminating those, those sort of foolish things, we were able to make a rocket for much less. Um, and, uh, and, and then um, I wasn't, it wasn't obvious to me that we, you, one could achieve uh, full and rapid reusability. Um, in order to achieve that, you really, everything has got to be done super, super well, every aspect of the vehicle. Um, there's, uh, um, you know, G-loading, max G-loading, and dealing with worst case abort conditions and that kind of thing. And so it's, all those things were, were, were assigned to meet. There's one key development item that we need to finish, which is the escape tower. So that um, we have a launch escape system um, in, in case something goes wrong with the core booster, it can take, it can carry the, the, the capsule to safety. Um, it's also something they had during the Apollo era, but didn't have that for this, this, the space shuttle. Um, and if so, the, I mean, in the, really the two uh, weak areas of the space shuttle, and the, and the two most dangerous uh, periods for uh, you know a, a manned vehicle are during this, of the, the ascent phase and the, the descent phase. There are two. There, there, are, there are fundamental architectural flaws with, with the shuttle approach. Um, one is on the ascent phase, there is no escape system. They decided they didn't need an escape system because the shuttle would, would, never, would never fail. Um, really? <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. Um, so, uh, so there's no escape system if anything goes wrong on the ascent. Um, and then uh, on, on re-entry, particularly the initial part of re-entry, which is the high heating uh, point, um, the, uh, because it's, a, it's really it's not a naturally stable vehicle. You've got to have control surfaces and wings, um, you know, or, or, so it has, or it has control surfaces and wings. So if anything happens with the control system, so any, any you know, the electronics that don't work or malfunction or, or there's a hinge that, that you know, isn't working properly in one of the control surfaces, it's not naturally stable. Um, it has to be controlled. And, and then the heating uh, rate goes with the square of the radius. Of, of whatever you're dealing with. So if you've got a wing leading edge that's got a very, you know, effectively got a sharp radius, you have a very concentrated heat, um, which limits the material choice to some very brittle materials. In fact, um, it, it'll, it'll only work for, for Earth orbit reentry. If, if you come in at a higher velocity than low Earth orbit uh, velocity, there's no material known to man that can withstand it. So actually, for like the moon, you, you, could, you couldn't use a winged vehicle. It just, it's impossible. Um, so, um, I mean, it's not like, if you think of Apollo era, okay, they had airplanes back then. It's not like, oh wow, wings, what are those things? Um, you know, the, the, the designers of Apollo, Von Braun and, and, and the others, were very familiar with aircraft. Um, if they thought wings made sense, they would have said, let's put wings in this thing. But they don't. Um, when it comes to space, wings are dumb. Just as you don't make an airplane look like a boat. Um, like the Saturn V, um, although it had five engines on the first stage, also had five engines on the second stage, and then one engine on the third stage. So it was actually an 11-engine rocket. Uh, Falcon 9 is 
got nine engines on the first stage, one on the second stage. So it's actually one to total of ten, so one less than a Saturn V. Um, and the, the the advantage of the nine engines is that you can lose an engine at any point, including immediately after liftoff, and still complete your mission, which was not true of the Saturn V. The thrust away of the Saturn V was about 1.15, so you actually had a very dangerous point immediately after liftoff uh, where you could potentially subside uh, if, if you had an engine failure within the first few seconds. Um, with, with, uh, with rockets, because you're taking off vertically, um, you, it actually, point, for, for the first stage, it actually, for, you know, the, the initial boost stage uh, points you towards having more engines. Um, because if, if you want true engine out uh, capability, um, because you always have to have a thrust weight greater than one, otherwise you're coming back. Um, whereas an aircraft, you, you can have a thrust weight of much less than one and still be okay, because you, you, you can sort of glide and reduce your, your climb rate and, and that kind of thing and still be okay. So, so it actually it does, it does push you to have more than, than say, like you know, 747's got four engines, but uh, it, the equivalent for a rocket would be some number greater than four. And so, and maybe it's not as high as nine, but we, kind of, we needed nine to achieve the, pay, the payload requirements that, that our customers wanted. Um, and, and as long as you're very careful about ensuring that the problem with one engine cannot cascade into problems with another engine, more is actually better. Um, and uh, you know, Google operates with tens of thousands of computers rather than a few giant mainframes. Um, so, if you think nine engines is bad, uh, try <laughs> 6,831 cells. I think it's, I think it's possible. I think we could make it work. Um, like, for it this way, there's no, if, if we're not violating any laws of physics. Um, it, it's all, it's all, do, it's, it's difficult but achievable, and and I think we should really try our hardest to to make it happen.